What is up, you guys? Hunting with J-Bone, episode two. If you listened to the first episode and you liked it, and you're tuning back in for a second episode, means a lot. means we're kind of on the right track, and I hope you guys like this episode just as much, maybe even a bit more. Uh, if you haven't already, follow me on Instagram, Hunting with J-Bone. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about elk hunting. I feel like in Alberta, elk hunting is like one of the most, or one of the more prestige animals to hunt. There's like two types of hunters in Alberta, those who have shot an elk and those who haven't. So far, I have not shot an elk. So this year, I'm hope that's my big goal for 2021 is to get an elk down on the ground. So if you guys want to tag along on that journey, if that's part of your goal as well, uh, definitely stay tuned and hopefully we can all get an elk down. This past season, 2020, was my first year really actually trying to hunt elk. I've done it in the past before, just kind of like going out there with the expectations of kind of just seeing one, hopefully to getting one. But this year was the first year of actually getting a group of guys together and going out with the sole purpose of hunting elk. And although we didn't get an animal on the ground, I'd say we had a pretty successful season because we were able to locate uh, a couple herds. And in my opinion, that's the hardest part of elk hunting is actually getting onto the elk. Like once you find them, you kind of know you're on the right track, but there's just so much ground to cover. And like, there's so much of Alberta where there's just no elk to be found. So you can be putting hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of kilometers on the ground. And if you're not in good elk country, you're just, you're not going to get an elk, like no matter how hard you try. So step one is going to be locating these elk. Now, if you don't have like a full two, three weeks to actually just take time off work and to get out hunting, which I know most people don't have that luxury, you're going to be kind of limited to where you can actually go hunting. So again, it's going to be the same technique that we used in the previous episode for black bear. You're going to pull up the harvest report and you're going to see which WMUs near you have adequate crown land and adequate um, harvest numbers. And as you guys know, I'm from Edmonton. So a big misconception is that Calgary does have like the best elk hunting, like Calgary area. And they do. They probably do have better elk hunting than we've got up in Edmonton. But you don't have to drive as far as you might think to get into the elk. So this past season, uh, I found like a fairly sizable herd of elk, not even an hour from the city of Edmonton. So pull up the harvest reports, see where they have good success rates, and that's going to be your first step. And that brings us to step two. So step two is kind of where I'm at right now. So like I said, I've never shot an elk before, so take all the information that I'm giving you guys with a grain of salt. So I'm not going to teach you guys how to elk hunt because I'm still figuring that out. And there's going to be a hundred other podcast that can teach you guys far better than I can so what I would recommend is don't get too focused in on elk like I said elk's gonna be one of the hardest animals to hunt so if you go out there with like a whitetail and a mule tag and you're in good elk country like definitely like get an elk tag too like sure have at it and while you're hunting this year kind of like look for sign like look for elk sign get familiar with that area because that's kind of like what I did we were out on our moose hunt there and we got the moose down we're packing it out and on our way out, we happen to see two cow elk. So that's a big bonus right there. So not only are we in moose country, but now we've seen elk. We've seen a ton of mule deer sign, seen a ton of whitetail sign. And like we've even seen like black bear and grizzly bear sign. So just because you're hunting one animal doesn't mean you can't like have another animal in the back of your mind and like start looking for other animals too. And that's exactly what I'm going to do this year. So if you're paying attention, if you're smart with your draws, we're almost got a hundred percent shot of drawing another cow tag, uh, cow moose sorry tag in that exact same spot. So 
Moose season doesn't start till October. Well, I think it starts late September. But anyway, we're going to go back to that exact same spot since we saw the elk there. And we have a moose tag in our pocket now, and we've got an elk tag. And this is why I was saying earlier to really get on top of this stuff as soon as possible. Because I pretty much have my entire season planned out already. What we're going to do, we're going to go there early in September and hopefully get an elk down. And worst case, we're getting our scouting out of the way because we're in our moose spot as well. And again, worst case too, we can shoot a whitetail or mule deer or a black bear since all of these animals do live there. And also, sorry if I'm confusing you, this isn't the spot that's like an hour from Edmonton, it's a little bit further, but even still, it's not that far of a drive, and you're already in moose, elk, mule deer, and like whitetail country, so not a lot of provinces have that sort of like animal diversity, maybe BC, but we have some pretty good hunting out here, because it's not very expensive for tags either, I think for around $300, you can pretty much have a tag for everything, you can have your general... Like your archery moose tag, general general elk, general mule, general whitetail, general black bear for around $300. So if you're out in an area hunting and you kind of decided to cheap out, you're like, ah, oh, like I don't really want to spend the 30 bucks or whatever on like a mule tag. And then you happen to see no whitetail and all you're seeing is mule deer. Like it, it hurts. Like that, that kind of sucks. So, but if you're all, if you are on a budget though, and you don't want to be spending that money, then like, sure, like just get what you can. But also keep in mind, all the money that you're going to be spending on like licensing and tags, that goes back into wildlife conservation. So it's I don't really see it as like a loss. Like even if you do throw out like six, seven tags, or you throw out your bear tags, you throw out your like your two sub tags, and all you get is like one whitetail buck. Like that's still only three hundred dollars for like a solid like whitetail buck that you're gonna be eating for I don't know, a couple months or so. And that kind of ties into another thing I wanted to talk about is one reason a lot of people tell me they want to get into hunting is to save money on meat. Now, this is kind of like, it's a yes and no. So once you finish your licensing, like you got your pal, like we said, that's going to be about 200 bucks. You do your hunter's ed, that's about 70 bucks. So you're already $270 down. You're going to buy a rifle now, say for around like a thousand bucks, whatever, for like a rifle and a scope. You're going to get like a pair of binoculars, like that's 200 bucks. You're going to get some hiking boots, that's another 200 bucks. You're going to get a backpack, that's going to be another three, 400 bucks. Uh, the gas money to get out there, if you are going a bit further, that's like another 100 bucks. The food you're going to be eat while you're going to be eating while you're out there, that's another, I don't know, however much money. If you don't have a tent, if you don't have, so like it slowly starts to add up. So if you're, say, you're like you're $2,500 down just to get into the sport, now you can go to Costco and you can fill up your freezer for $2,500 with a shit ton of meat. Now is that meat going to be the best quality? Probably not. But when you shoot, say, a deer, you spend $20 on your whitetail tag and now you're eating like 100% grass-fed, free-range, organic meat. So if that matters to you, then yeah, like I don't know how much it would cost to go to a butcher shop to get like free-range, like organic meat, but it, it kind of takes a while before you start to see the benefits. And if you're like me, like you kind of need like the best stuff and you just kind of like jump into this addiction. Like I've spent countless dollars on hunting, like just on random stuff that I definitely don't need. But if you're kind of like on a budget and you just want to do like the very basic, 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 like go out there, shoot an animal, come back and that's it. You probably could save a little bit of money, but if you find out how, please tell me because I'd like to start saving some money on hunting. But I feel like the new generation of hunting, or hunters, sorry, that are coming out, it's kind of like me. Like, you started watching the Meat Eater show with Steve Ranella there, 
and you kind of got sucked into the whole like wilderness hunting and like the backpack hunting idea. Now that is not going to be cheap. If you do want to get into backpack hunting, A, that's definitely not a beginner beginner thing to do, and B, it's not going to be cheap and you're probably not going to save money. C, you're probably not going to be as successful as you would if you were to just kind of like stay near the truck or like not stay near the truck, but like you're not like backpacking in like 5, 10, like 15k for your first season. And I'll touch on that a little bit. So when I say it's not a beginner hunt, I mean, everything is kind of just amplified when you're out there. Like the dangers are amplified. You've got grizzly bears to worry about now. You got like the mountain weather systems to worry about. And you have the terrain. So the $60 boots that you just bought from Cabela's, that would do just fine in like the prairies there or out in the woods. They're not going to hold up in the mountains. Uh, Say the tent that you've got that you just put in the back of your truck, drive up to your campsite and pitch your tent. That's not going to be the same tent that you're going to want to carry 10, 15 kilometers into the backcountry. It's just going to be too heavy. If you don't have an adequate rucksack or like a backpack, you won't be able to fit an elk quarter in there or a mule deer quarter. It's You're going to be miserable. And I learned that firsthand because my first successful backcountry hunt, I was miserable. And it was kind of a wake-up call. And this isn't me saying don't go do that. Like, I highly recommend everybody challenges themselves and goes out on these, like, backcountry, like, camping and backcountry hunting. But be prepared to suffer and be prepared for it to be uh, a challenge, which I'm sure most, if you are getting into hunting, you probably do enjoy a challenge. So definitely have at it. But know your limit, know your gear and know your limitations. So, yeah, it's important to decide what your style of hunting is going to be, like, how you're going to actually go about doing it. Because the appeal to the backpack, blah, 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 the backcountry stuff, and like the wilderness stuff, don't get me wrong, it's awesome, but it uh, it's not easy. And if you do choose this route, if this is the route that you do want to take from day one, I recommend you go over your budget and you, rather than buying cheaper gear to start out with, probably just buckle up, buy some more uh, high-end stuff. And you'll end up saving yourself money in the long run. Otherwise, you're going to buy some cheap garbage stuff. You're going to go out there. Well, not garbage, but you're going to buy some cheaper stuff. You're going to get out in the mountains and you might use it for one or two trips. And then you're going to realize how miserable it is. And you'll probably end up spending... Yeah, you'll end up spending more money in the long run if you cheap out. Now, if you're not sure, and if you've never been on a hunt like this... What I'd recommend is going to uh, like a hiking store or a backpacking store and just picking up some generic, well not generic, but picking up some hiking gear because a lot of the, uh, what's it called there, like the camouflage, a lot of the high-end camouflage clothing is going to be like twice the amount of money, but you're not getting anything more. So if you go get like a mid-level outdoor research jacket, it's probably going to perform the same as or even better than a Sitka jacket that's going to cost you twice as much money and I'm not like a camouflage snob I wear camo but if I don't always wear it sometimes I don't 99% of the time if an animal sees you they probably smelt you first so the camouflage is not going to be a game changer it's not the deal breaker so I don't recommend you spending most of your money on camo and I'd recommend you put it other places like boots or a backpack or a good set of binoculars or something along those lines 
I'd say camouflage is probably like one of the lowest things on my priority. Maybe if you're bow hunting, I would take a little bit more consideration into into camouflage. But again, like if you're in a tree stand, if you're in a blind, like it's not going to matter if you're wearing a Sitka jacket or if you're just wearing your blaze yellow outdoor research. <clears throat> That's another thing too. When I go out there, I usually have an orange toucan anyway. So you spend all this money on camouflage and then you throw a blaze orange toucan on your head. So yeah. Now let's loop back to elk hunting. So another tactic that you guys can use, sorry about that long tangent, I kind of lost track there. But uh, another tactic you can use is the undersubscribed tags. Now what undersubscribed tags are is leftover tags from the draw for that year. Uh, okay, wait, let me, how do I explain this here? Basically, if not enough people have put in for a certain unit and there's still a quota to be filled, at the end of the draw season, you can buy these tags over the counter essentially so there might be five tags left in a certain unit and now you know that there's going to be elk in there because there's a quota for them and you don't have to you don't have to wait for a draw because because nobody else wanted to put in for that unit i'd say this tactic is a little bit more beneficial for moose because moose are just so much easier to hunt but typically these undersubscribed licenses are going to be a little bit further away most of like the northern like the 500 series but if you're able to scoop up like a undersubscribed tag from a really good unit that's just for whatever reason that year nobody put in for, like that's a that's a huge bonus right there. And I feel like not a lot of people talk about undersubscribed tags. So I don't know if people just don't know about them or it's like a secret that nobody really wants to talk about. So that's an old old trick from J Bone there. Look for the undersubscribed tags. Alright, fellas, so we're gonna wrap this episode up. Again, this is another shorter one. The next episode, I'm hoping to have our first guest on, but that probably won't be for a little while. I'm going to be taking off for work for a couple months here. So I think, unfortunately, we're going to have to wait till April before uh, the next episode. We might be able to get one in earlier, but the audio quality might not be as good. So I'll like record it on my phone or just with whatever microphone I can find. So, <clears throat> but we'll see. We'll see uh, how things play out in the next couple weeks here. If you are a hunter in Alberta and you've got some wicked stories, shoot me a message. It uh, doesn't matter if I know you or if I don't know you. Like, I'm always looking to have anybody on this podcast. <clears throat> I already have a couple people who I don't know, but who I know through Instagram and social media, who said they'd come on for a couple episodes. So, again, just your average Joe schmuck. This isn't anything crazy. So, if you've got something worth talking about, any cool hunting stories any recommendations for new hunters then yeah shoot me a message i don't want this just to be me talking about gear and what sort of stuff i use like this isn't like an advertising page i kind of want it to be fun entertaining for everybody so if you have like some cool backcountry hunting experiences like you ran into like a grizzly bear and you had to crawl out on your hands and knees or you had to choke a cougar to death shoot me a message i'd love to hear about it and i'm sure everybody else would like to hear about that too until then, everybody have a great weekend, stay safe, stay warm, 